the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on the Festival of Pentecost, June 4th, 2017, by guest preacher Pastor Dave Scharf, on the basis of Joel 2, verses 28 and 29. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down at the table of brotherhood together. I have a dream that even in the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will one day be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Do you recognize that speech? It's one of the most famous speeches ever delivered. It was delivered by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on August 28, 1963, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and it was a a pivotal point in the American Civil Rights Movement. King lived in a day where equality between black and white was spoken, but it wasn't followed through on. He dreamed of a day when all that would change. The prophet Joel had a dream as well. This was his dream. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. The prophet Joel lived in a day when the people of Israel spoke the right things, but their hearts were not in it. They thought by just going through the motions, God would be pleased. And all the judgment that he declared against the unbelieving, that would just miss them. It is interesting that in the entire book of Joel, only one specific sin is even mentioned. In other words, specific sins were not his concern. It was the heart. As he says in the very center of the book, rend your hearts and not your garments. He was not concerned necessarily with specific sins, but where those were coming from. The people of God had become content with an outward confession, but not inner conviction. Now, it's interesting that we don't really know when the prophet Joel lived and wrote. Some say the 9th century B.C., Others say as late as the 6th century B.C. I I suppose it only serves to strengthen the point that the problems Joel saw are as old as time. You see, God also had a dream. God dreamt of a day when people would worship him with actions and with heart. God dreamt of a day when he could cuddle his children like a mother holds a baby to her chest God dreamed of a day when people and angels would gather around him and praise him for his great love for them. And so God made his dream come true. He created Adam and Eve. And you know what happened then. God's dream got twisted into a nightmare. It was crushed by a serpent and a piece of desirable fruit, desired for all the wrong reasons, desired for equality with God. And so God cast his corrupted creatures from the garden, hoping they'd learn. But instead of seeing praises rise up to heaven, God instead saw the people that he created try to build a tower that reached up to heaven to gain equality with God. 
at Babel, and so God scattered their languages, confused their languages, hoping that they'd listen. But then God saw, or actually before that, he saw the, the height of man's arrogance when it reached the pinnacle of audacity when mankind in Noah's day just forgot about them altogether. So God reminded them with a crushing flood. God had a dream, but it wasn't the dream of the people of Joel's day. And sadly, it's not always the dream of our day either because we have a dream too. We have a dream that we can hang out with whoever we want and have as many friends as we want in this life despite what that means for our relationship to God. Oh, we have a dream that we can retire early and we can enjoy the finer things in life despite what that means for the fellow man who has absolutely nothing. We have a dream that we can do whatever we like and no one, not even God, can tell us any different. They can't stop us because after all, I mean, we're church-going people. We have a dream that we can do whatever we want and God will overlook it like a forgiving grandpa. How did that work out for the people of Noah's day? Or the people of Joel's day? When a swarm of locusts swept through the country and famine hit the country and devastated everything they held dear. No, just like them, our dreams, our personal dreams, will go up in smoke with our final breath. We need to realize whose dreams are important. One day, sooner or later, we all will realize that the only dream that matters is God's. The very dream that God gave to the prophet Joel. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. never got to see his dream come to fruition as he was gunned down in cold blood a few years after his speech. Uh, the prophet Joel also did not see his dream come true because his message was met with hard hearts. And yet God gave Joel a glimpse of his dream through the eyes of faith. In a day, incredibly, where God only spoke through prophets, God showed Joel a day where he would pour out his spirit on all people. Sons and daughters would prophesy about God's way. Old men would dream dreams about God's truth. Young men would see visions of the life that God had to offer. Even slaves would have the Spirit of God carried with them. No longer just a, a sprinkling of the Spirit on a chosen few people, but the floodgates would be opened up on all God's people. Can you see God's dream come true? From hundreds of years away, God showed Joel a glimpse of his dream, the dream that he brought to fruition on the day of Pentecost. Think about this. Jerusalem, first century A.D., 50 days after Jesus had risen, just 10 days after he ascended back to his Father in heaven, the disciples are all together in one place, similar to this place, when suddenly the whole room was filled with a sound of rushing wind, a violent wind, Tongues of fire came to rest on their heads. They began to speak in languages that they hadn't known. And Peter preached on this text. And 3,000 people came to Christ in one day. But that's not really the astounding thing. It's what happened after that. From there, the flames of the Holy Spirit spread like wildfire faster than 12 men could possibly carry them. Well, how did that happen? There are only 12 disciples. Well, sons and daughters, old men and young slaves, they were doing what God said they would do. God had a dream. And I want that dream to be mine. Are you critical of the condition of your heart? So is Christ. 
We hear his call to repentance like those people on that first Pentecost. We hear him rebuke us, you have forsaken your first love. We hear him condemn our lukewarm hearts. After all, Christ is the only one with the right who can criticize our hearts. You see, he happens to love us. He saved us. We are his. The prophet Joel talked about that day too. He was speaking of Jesus when he went on to say, The Lord will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. He will be a refuge for his people, a place of safety for the people of Israel. It is the one fact in this whole predictable, nothing new under the sun world that manages to surprise again and again and again. God gave us Christ when we were powerless. And it is because we were powerless that God provided a lion who would fight the battles that we could never win. 33 years before Pentecost, Jesus roared into this world. And with pinpoint precision, he struck the jugular of every enemy that stood against us. He destroyed the devil with lion-like strength by never giving in. He lived the human life that God had always dreamed about. And then the lion flexed his greatest muscle by allowing his limbs to lay limp on the cross. It's our place of refuge. It's the place of safety where we find our greatest strength. And God has given all of that to you, your baptized child of God. In your baptism, God's dream for you came true. And so people of good news, I have a dream today. I have a dream that the same spirit that came to the disciples on Pentecost would open the mouths of all of God's people so that they would speak like prophets and witness without respect to race or age, gender, social or economic status. I have a dream that children would speak the truths about the birth of their Savior in familiar words that not even Isaiah could have known about in the Old Testament. I have a dream that women teach the youth in Lutheran elementary schools and Sunday school classrooms the truths about Jesus that not even Solomon could have dreamed about. I have a dream. I have a dream that men born spiritually dead and blind would see the glory of God in Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit and speak what they had seen and heard. I have a dream that young and old, rich and poor, employer and employee, parent and child stand side by side on Sunday morning prophesying with prayers and praises the wonderful works of God. I have a dream. I have a dream that Christian men and women would offer a shoulder to cry on and comfort each other and the sick and the hurting with the message of sins forgiven in Jesus. I have a dream that the Holy Spirit would inspire two billion people, over two billion people on this planet to rejoice in the privileged title Christian. I have a dream that 3,000 people won over for Christ in a single day will be considered a slow day of work for the Spirit as he will conquer that number in baptisms alone, not counting all the witnessing of God's people and the 11th hour conversions. I have a dream. People of good news, look around you. All that's happening. It will continue to happen from now until the day that Jesus comes again. So do you realize what Pentecost means? The dream has come true. Amen and amen.
Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.